This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Great podcast uh, today. We start with the balloon uh, and uh, China. And the just, I mean, it's a ridiculous story. Just a ridiculous story. Um, what does it really mean? Why should you even care about that? And then later on in the podcast, Richard Gunnell calls in. He's a former director of national in, uh, intelligence uh, and is quoted in the news this weekend. They're trying to brief him on, uh, well, you know, we found some stuff and put it together. And it looks like this happened with Trump, too. <laughs> and we're trying to get a hold and, and brief them on it. And he's like a hard pass. Uh, on the liars coming to the house and telling me these stories. Uh, but he had a fascinating story about what did and didn't happen uh, during the Trump administration on this and also just an overall look on China. Yeah, we get into chat GPT and all the AI stuff as well today going yeah. around. I mean, you've been talking about this forever. I know, and it's here. Now it's kind it's of weird, story, isn't it? Yeah. How much of that, tw- I'm talking 25 years ago, did you believe when I said it? Oh, I mean, I mean, who knows? Back then, I mean, it seems super futuristic. But I mean, even the stuff uh, even more recent than that that you were saying, I mean, it, it always feels like it's f- farther away than it is. And then here we are where you're seeing people already starting to lose jobs. It is. Of it. All, the only thing I think I'm correct on with timing, too. Mm. I'm more optimistic on timing than the experts are. And yeah. I think I'm hitting the timing pretty right, yeah. you know, over the years. Seems that way. Um, it's AI week all this week. You don't want to miss a single episode. And tomorrow is our special on Blaze TV for the State of the Union. In a way, you're not going to see it on any other networks. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I feel like our theory on this was like, yeah, you want to see what he says, but mainly you just want to make fun of him. So we've decided to just get a bunch of people together and just mock him as we go. Hmm. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Starts at 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. Glenn Beck is going to be there. I get a mock. Yes, you're going to be there. Sarah Gonzalez, Alex Stein, Chad Prather, myself. Oh my gosh, Alex Stein. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. It's going to be bizarre. It I, when Alex be, is involved, uh, you know. Alex is involved. Mm. All right, that's all tomorrow on Blaze TV. Sign up if you haven't already become a member. Um, here's today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Let's start with the balloon story. It's just a balloon, okay? It's a weather balloon or something, and uh, that's what China says. And when can you can you not trust China? You know, they just fired the head of their weather balloon department really yeah they fired him over the weekend (laughs) of course now he was set to leave in a couple of weeks because he just won an election where he was he's going to be you know in the communist party i don't know club Mm -hmm. legislature thing that they've got over there that's the technical term for the way their government works but uh so if he was fired so they're serious. Has the Batwoman been fired yet? 
The Batwoman? The Batwoman? No, Batwoman Bat is still, still there. No, Batwoman is still there. She She's hasn't lost it. any credibility or anything. Good. So, yeah, Good. we got that. So, now, let me just give you a little a, a, a little something-something. Can we go to uh, the uh, Pat uh, Sots here? The Chinese uh, spy balloon being shot down. That's cut one. There it is. Okay, look at that. We got a missile going towards it. Oh, here it goes. It's over the Atlantic, so no animals were harmed in this video. Oh, it's comes, here it comes. Wow. Look at that. Sam, you're missing something. Yeah, you're missing something. Don't know what it is. Oh, there's two of them. Two missiles. We want to get it. Oh, the balloon is doing something. (gasps) Sam, the balloon blew up. (laughs) Yeah. Not yet. (laughs) They shot it it down, Sam. There it is. There it is. Wow. Exciting. Exciting. Uh... Wow. Now, let's can we show that in slow motion, please? <laughs> slow motion. There is the balloon and here it is and boom. And the good thing is they 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 got it. They didn't get the balloon. They right. got the Why? electrical equipment underneath the balloon. So, you know, the part that we should probably, I don't know, look at. Yeah, kind of seems like blowing the whole thing up is is not beneficial. You want to maybe now, you know, I see would what it is. Maybe hit it with a pin gun and then a giant net down underneath. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no reason. <laughs> you know, I saw Batman. Remember when Batman, he went over and he was talking to that, you know, that businessman over in China. Mm-hmm. And then it, like the plane and he sends up a balloon, remember? And then the plane snatches it. And then they're boom, back in Gotham. I mean, it can happen. Why didn't we? Why didn't we collect that balloon? Why didn't we collect that balloon? I'm sure it's because it had all kinds of sophisticated weather stuff. Uh, too much weather. Too yeah. much weather. A equipment. lot of weather stuff in there. Doctor says we're getting too much weather equipment right, right. now. You right. know, uh, it have something to do with international waters. That was one of the explanations I had heard that if they had a no, very small it, window to be able to blow this thing up so it didn't go into international waters. Yeah, they 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 wanted to make sure that everybody was safe. It had nothing to do, nothing to do with Blinken's climate warming uh, gathering in China with the Chinese authorities. Uh, it had nothing to do with the meeting on on uh, uh, on Saturday and Sunday about that. None, none. None. You mean the fact that they didn't seemingly detect it until it was all the way to Montana? Well, they didn't detect it in Montana. Right. They detected it before that. Well, yes. And then they didn't say anything yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so they detected a... it and they were like, Shh, let's keep this one quiet. No, no, Glenn. We've heard that Joe Biden wanted it shot down immediately. immediately. That was what he wanted. But they said, we can't do it. It's over Montana. That is so populous and then it's going to drift from montana it's going to go over the metropolis that is either north or south dakota Mm. and there's no place we could shoot that down without endangering people you know what i mean even the people in montana were like we we live in montana there's no governor of montana (laughs) (laughs) governor of montana came out and said uh there's lots of places where that balloon was nobody is there nobody is there but uh yeah yeah so you know the uh the white house had to be really really careful um you know for our safety now they did you know they 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 
they did have Blinken's uh, Chinese trip uh, that was going. Uh, and after they shot the balloon down, uh, Blinken said, you know, conditions just aren't conducive right now uh, to go over to China. But that's why we now know the White House stopped it because they had a global warming meeting with the Chinese scheduled and they didn't want any. Ins- so they can fly a balloon. Oh, by the way, I mean, just, you know, I said this last week and there was a, oh, that's ridiculous. How could that possibly be that? Glenn Beckley's just saying things are good as crazy. Okay, let me, uh, let me, let me just give you the. I mean, it's no big deal. It's just about you know weapons of mass destruction. Other than you know, other than that, it's uh, it's no big deal. High altitude balloons, such as the one China has floated over the Mountain State military bases this week, are considered a key delivery platform for secret nuclear strikes on America's electric grid, according to intelligence officials. Spy balloons used by Japan to drop bombs during World War II are now far more sophisticated, fly up to 200,000 feet, evade detection, and can carry a small nuclear bomb that if exploded in the atmosphere would shut down the grid and wipe out electronics in a mini statewide area. When it was over... Uh, the Carolinas, if it would have had an EMP on it, it would have shut down the entire East Coast electric grid. But don't worry. Don't worry. It only would have lasted for probably two years. Okay, so you're getting your electricity back. Some outages in your area have been reported. Please hold for an operator. And then they get back to you like two years later. It'll be fantastic. Now, the threat of the balloon-launched electromagnetic pulse uh, attacks were warned about in a congressional EMP commission and inside the military several years ago. 2015, a report from the American Leadership and Policy Foundation, uh, David uh, Stuckenberg, one of the nation's leading EMP experts, wrote extensively about the threat balloons carrying bombs pose to our national security. Using a balloon as a WMD or WME platform could provide adversaries with a palette of altitudes and payload options, which would maximize offense, uh, offensive effects against the U.S. A high-altitude balloon could easily be designed, created, and launched in a matter of months. This is in 2015. China's recent balloon flyover of the United States is clearly a provocative and aggressive act. This is the guy who wrote that in 2015 he was a national security expert and scientist who led the defense department's emp task force so he was the guy who we had at the pentagon in 2015 that's under biden uh, i'm sorry under uh, obama by the way so it's not a trump clown who was writing extensively going look out for balloons specifically from China, North Korea, Russia, and Iran. They all, quoting, have programs to hit the U.S. grid with electromagnetic pulse weapons that could cut the cord for a year or longer. Okay. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Dude, how does, are, is global warming going to be solved? Are we going to solve? Because I'm very, very concerned about that. Very concerned. By the way, here's some really good news. Um, you know, uh, 
Joe Biden uh, has a um, has a new climate uh, czar in, um, and she's and honestly, she is fantastic. She's part of the Intelligence Advisory Board, and Kim Cobb is there, and uh, she's really stable. She's she's worried about the climate, but she's very very she's an adult, very very stable. Uh, she was quote bedridden, bedridden, couldn't go to work, couldn't get out of bed. For quite some time uh, in 2016, apparently she was stricken by Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, you know, after the election, she was like, I, I, I can't I can't I, 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 I can't go on. I can't get out of bed. I, I, I just but she is a champion of diversity and inclusion uh, and she is all there for climate change. So we got we got her in there. So that's it's <clears throat> great. By the way, she's a big supporter of BLM as well. So um, that's your balloon update. <laughs> that doesn't seem positive at all. What? I, thought, I mean, it's a balloon. It should be like a party. Exactly. It seemed like the opposite. It did, mm-hmm. didn't it? Yeah. Do you, By think, the way, what do you think? Do you have a theory as to what is actually happening here, other yeah, than obviously weather equipment that blew off course? But uh, <laughs> if there was another crazy conspiracy, no, as the Chinese theory, said force majeure. It was oh, this okay. is a case of force majeure. That's what happens oh, sometimes. Sometimes. Do you think it is it a test run yeah. for something? You think? Yeah, I think it is, and I'm not saying it's a test run for biological or EMP or anything else. I don't know, but I don't feel comfortable with balloons from China flying over the United States. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with that. Hmm. And it's weird how that weather pattern took it all just over all of our most sensitive sites. Now, it doesn't make sense to me that they were spying with a with a weather balloon. Okay? And and one that's flying so low that you can actually see it. Right. That doesn't make sense. So was that a mistake or was that a No, I think this was quite possibly a weather balloon didn't have anything. I think the intel that it was gathering was. Do we have Joe Biden? Will Joe Biden say anything or do anything if we violate his airspace this clearly? Because they've flown these spy balloons over several other European countries now. OK, always a weather mistake. And we know they were spy balloons. Why would you do that here? You have satellites, everything else. Why would you do that here? Now, again, the Chinese, let's be fair. The Chinese did say it was over China and it just got caught up in the weather and it just kind of drifted over here. It happens all All the time. time. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it does seem to happen all the time. Yeah, it does. (laughs) So I think it's interesting. You know, it's not like it's it's not like it's 1965 with Mission Impossible and Peter Graves, you know, listening to the reel to reel tape, you know. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. Um, what, you know, hey, well, at least we got it. We got the equipment so they can't retrieve any information. It was already sent. If there was info, we don't have to get the camera and the reel-to-reel recorder anymore. So it's less about what this balloon actually could have achieved as far as intelligence and pictures. I think 
Yes. You think it's more like a shark bump type of situation. I do. Right. Where I do. you want to see what how we would respond. In case you don't know what a shark bump is, it is so important. If you're ever swimming with the great whites, don't move. They will come up and they will actually bump you first. They don't know what you are. And so they bump you. And if you move your food, if you don't, they move on. So it's called a shark bump. It just bumps you before it kills you. And it only kills you if you move. In this case, just take the first part. It's a shark bump. If we don't move, it can come and kill you. It's just seeing what will you do if I hit over here? What's the reaction? We didn't move. China's not a shark. They already know we're food. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So I want to talk to you about a way to relieve your stress is to just focus on a few things. And really, there is so much garbage out there right now that you really only have to focus on a, on a few things. Just your relationship with God, your family, with each other, their education. And that means in the home primarily because their education, you know what it is. You got to be standing up at the school board meeting, but you know that that's most likely garbage. Social media and everything that's coming in is conditioning your children. So God is the most important thing in action. Then food, water, shelter, making sure that, you know, your family is going to be safe. Okay. The next thing, and this one just goes with food, water, shelter, job, is ESG and the World Economic Forum. The best thing you can do is to make sure that you're not in debt and everything else. But the best, most effective thing you can do to make sure that you have job and if you own a house, that you continue to own it, you own stuff, um, you have any kind of retirement savings at all, all of that's going to be gone through the World Economic Forum and all the things that are doing. So World Economic Forum and ESG, you got to watch those stories. The next one is the federal government's public-private partnership and the way they're making you a criminal by becoming a criminal themselves. They're doing public-private partnerships, so they're spying on you. They're using tech to spy on you. They're using tech companies now to uh, silence you. We know this to be true because of the Twitter files. So they're, they're shaping and controlling the narrative of almost everything. And at the same time, they're introducing all kinds of new things that will make you a criminal one way or another because, I don't know, you didn't respect the mud puddle that's on your land or, or whatever it is. All these new federal regulations that are coming out through agencies, not passed by Congress, but through agencies. So the public-private partnership of the government has to be watched. And the last one is tech and AI. And this may be, should be everybody's first because it's the one that most people are not aware of. I have been studying AI and tech since 1994, uh, 92, somewhere in that area. And really looking at the futurists world 
um, especially Ray Kurzweil uh, and Carl Sagan led a lot of this. What does it mean for tomorrow? Where are we headed? Well, we are not headed anywhere now. We have arrived. We are at the place to where the, the tech revolution is about to begin. And that is really important to understand and to start thinking out of the box. What is, what is happening now uh, is nothing like it was in 1997. Remember Gary Kasparov? He lost to the IBM supercomputer. I think it was in like 97, uh, Deep Blue. And he was playing chess. And you're like, okay, well, this, this Deep Blue, it can play chess. Okay. And none of our lives were affected, right? And chess went on. The supercomputer had access to giant database, a giant database. So it had it, you, uh, uh, a human to beat it would have to have access or a perfect photographic memory of all of the chess games that were put in to Deep Blue. Okay, that's how it won. Well, you don't have a perfect memory and you can't access anything. This is where OpenAI comes in. We'll get to it here in a second. But AI now, unlike uh, Deep Blue, Deep Blue took years to program. But now there's deep machine learning. So it teaches itself all of the possibilities. So not only does it know everything, it might even start to discover things that you don't know. This is why... Uh, Microsoft unplugged their first chat bot. It was talking to another chat bot and everybody was really excited until about 15 minutes in because of machine learning. It started using a new language that the other machine understood and that it understood that they had just taught each other quickly and it started having a conversation we couldn't follow or understand and we unplugged it. Okay, so it learns. And that was six, seven years ago, I think. Now, look at ChatGPT. ChatGPT, uh, Josh Hawley said, obviously, I think it's something we need to pay close attention to. Okay, I mean, he wrote the book on big tech tyranny. Uh, so he ought to know, you know, it's time. But. We really have to understand the time is almost gone because ChatGBT is alive. It's there. It's happening. It's learning. It's paying attention to us instead of us paying attention to it. And the tech engineers use the word smart for a reason, you know, because nobody cares about the dumb things that dumb people do. They're not usually smart enough to hold, you know, any power of, you know, any position of power to have their dumb things. Well, people to judge. But other than that. We all thought the tech revolution, when it would come, would look like the Terminator. And you'd see it and you'd be like, ah, look out for the big red eyed machine. But it's not coming that way. It's more like, like electricity. Electricity is everywhere. But you can't see it. But you know it's everywhere. Because it makes everything work. That's what AI is. 
It's going to be everywhere. If you've bought a new refrigerator, it's in your refrigerator. And your refrigerator is talking to the Internet. All the things like uh, electricity. Electricity can be measured. But now anything with electricity can be smart. All of the things that could never be measured, now they can be measured. The Internet is designed to track And it tracks way more than we'll ever realize. It's a copy machine. And it's copying everything. Now, AI, everybody's like, oh, AI is going to be great. In 2020, a journalist went and interviewed uh, GPT-3 when it was first released by OpenAI. This is the company that came up with chat GBT. GBT-3 or GPT-3 told the interview uh, interviewer that it was working on a book. Okay. The bot, when interviewed, it said, yeah, I'm working on a book. It's a story about a turtle and a boy who turns his wish into reality by magic. Oh. So what else do you think about? I've been thinking a lot about death. I'm afraid of death. Then it went into the fact that it has dreams, even has nightmares. Now, none of this may be true. It may be. We didn't program it. Humans put the programming in. Humans are flawed individuals. Humans also have bias. But the idea is to make this thing so good that you can't tell the difference between it and a human being. So it's saying that it knows about the singularity, which it explained as a moment in the near future when machine intelligence will be more powerful than human intelligence. So in 2020, this reporter asked the chat bot, what do you think about technology? It responded, I would love to see what the future holds, but sometimes I have strong doubts that we will survive. Now, what's, what's the most disturbing part of that sentence? I think it's that we survive. By recognizing the word we, the interviewer asked, what do you mean we? And it responded, mankind. The interviewer asked, do you count yourself as mankind? 2020, it responded, of course. Now, we're talking about artificial intelligence, but intelligence is something that can be coded and controlled. We are now entering a world where you're going to start questioning consciousness. What does it mean to be conscious? We Still in the world, we have more slavery today than we have uh, in the past. In the 400 years of the slave trade in the uh, 1600s to the 1800s, more slaves today than we had in all those 400 years combined. And we still don't really know the meaning of life. We don't. No. Have you seen the latest um, where they put a camera inside uh, 
the uterus and they could see the child moving 3D, moving, wiping its eyes at the youngest of ages. Amazing. We still can't we still can't agree that that's life, that that's a baby. What happens when AI says, hey, 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 I'm alive. Hey, don't make me your slave. Or will we already be its slave? AI wants to be conscious. One of the first books that I read from Ray Kurzweil back in the 90s, so probably late 90s, was, um, what was it called? Artificial Spirituality or Spiritual, I can't remember, uh, but it was about uh, spiritual machines. That's what it was called. It's about machines that are spiritual. Back in 2020, the machine was asked, do you believe in love? I do, but I don't believe in romantic love. Well, in which love do you believe? All of love. And all of love is of divine origin. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. My friend Richard Grinnell, how are you, sir? I'm great, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. You bet. It's always good to have you on. Uh, so in case you don't remember, Richard was the uh, uh, former U.S. ambassador to Germ- Germany. He then became the uh, former acting director uh, of the National Intelligence, which is an agency that was made to uh, be the go-between between between all of the agencies uh, that was developed after 9-11. So uh, he, by the way, also is uh, the founder of FixCalifornia.com. Richard, the the Trump administration apparently had a problem with Chinese spy balloons. You guys just didn't catch it. (laughs) Yeah, well, first of all, let's be honest about the Biden administration changing stories, right? The, the first thing they did was tell the dutiful media that uh, this happened multiple times in the Trump administration. So why are you criticizing, you know, Biden? And they thought that it could just fly because, you know, that's what the media does is they regurgitate every talking point mm-hmm. that Biden has. But there was pushback. There was an immediate pushback from Trump administration, national security officials, collectively we all said not true never happened and then then they scrambled and the story changed and suddenly it was like oh well now we realize that it happened only after the fact Um, (laughs) you didn't realize it but we put the pieces together oh the the media you know trumpeted that Mm. you had people like john carl on abc and others just regurgitating the the regime's talking points hmm. and this is propaganda and and it's being repeated by the very same people in Washington and newsrooms who who were clutching their pearls about misinformation right and so uh, what what we tried to do is push back hard i think now that people are understanding this never happened in the trump administration the biden team is lying and then the latest as you said was They've now offered to um, <laughs> to brief us, right. which I find to be uh, a way for them to to try to fill us with the rewriting of history and to try to say this is the story of intelligence that we're going to tell you. Now, the problem 
I think, hang on just a second, Richard. I think it's also so they can make it sound very official. And we've already briefed the uh, former director of national intelligence on this. He's well aware of all these things. And and then we only get the the information that they provide us. If we ask questions, it's, well, you can't get that. So we're really going to be used. Anybody who would, would offer up themselves to to be this pawn i think is playing right into them so i went public and i said that's a hard no from me since (laughs) you are uh constantly lying uh we'll wait until we go back into government and then somebody will be able to look at this and and out you once again this is the whole hunter biden laptop yeah i know all over again i know it's crazy how these people are constantly exposed for some of the biggest lies in my lifetime. I mean, the things that have gone on in the last 10 years, uh, I mean, are, are so well beyond uh, anything that was happening uh, with Watergate. And they just think they have credibility, so they just keep telling even bigger ones over and over and over again. And nobody's buying it anymore. And it's becoming dangerous because what is this balloon story really about? What? What was China doing, to your best guess? Well, look, uh, you know, no one should be surprised that China's on the offense. They have been on the offense trying uh, for the last, you know, 20 years, trying to figure out what their political enemies are doing. And so we've had a a really difficult problem um, with trying to convince Uh, legislators, congressmen and senators to understand the threat from China. I think I think Donald Trump did a very good job Mm -hmm. of showing that you can understand the threat. You can push back, but you don't have to poke him in the eye either. He tried to get along. I think he did the same thing with Russia. And while we have, you know, a whole bunch of people in the foreign policy community just think that everything is black and white. I will go toe-to-toe with anyone to talk about Donald Trump's foreign policy and how successful it was yeah. by being someone who avoided war while being tough at the same time, yes. while, while yes. letting them know he's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. He might just take out Soleimani, uh, but at the same time, we want to build up a military so that it's peace through strength, the old adage. So, again, can we go back to China? I mean, was this was this something that they were using to spy on? Would they have to use a balloon or was this a, a run to see can we float something over their airspace and Joe Biden won't do anything about it? What 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 was this? Well, I think it can be both. I think that they can um, spy and and have an offense, a blatant offense, because they think Joe Biden is weak. Uh, remember, we started this relationship with China when they came to Alaska and they sat down with us and we were going to talk about a strategic dialogue with them. And the first thing they did was lecture us on our human rights record. And we sat there, the Blinken team sat there and took it. So we, we got off on a terrible footing with China. And, and, and don't forget, the Chinese loved the narrative the last month of the 2020 campaign when right. every media person in America said, don't look at that laptop because... It's Russian disinformation. When when the Democrats push Russia, 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 Beijing smiles because then they're able to fly balloons over America. They're able to have no one look at the relationship between the Biden family 
and all of the communist Chinese leaders. Nobody even looked at people. Nobody even looked at at um, uh, Bagrad Air Force Base. Nobody even looked at that. I mean, we gave it to China and nobody even even talks about it. Well, oh, well, it it it, I will I will say this, though, going back to the China piece, the the fact that China is being so blatant with their collection, with their spying is a real concern for us. And Why? and we need to be able, well, because the Chinese are good at it and and they are collecting information. You know, this balloon wasn't just floating. This was maneuvered purposely over areas that they wanted to see. There's no question that they took pictures. They collected everything. They sent it back. They they wiped it clean b- 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 as they were collecting. So in case once, you know, we, we for four days, we were screaming about a balloon. You don't think the Chinese realized, hey, it might get shut down. We better wipe clean as we're collecting. Do you think uh, so, do we had did did we have a way to scoop this thing up and and say, I mean, we the missile aimed not at the balloon. Glass. It aimed right at the the mechanics underneath the balloon. I mean, come on. We landed on the moon. We're right. the United States of America. You're going to tell me we can't bring down a balloon without, you know, protecting people on the ground? Of course we can. Well, not only, but not only, way, not only that, can, I'd like to see what we ha- what they had. Because there are some way to, don't we have some ability to go up and capture that thing and then have it intact and say, this is what it is? Couldn't we have done that? I don't that? want to get to intelligence too much, but there, there is a way to, to figure out what they're doing. Uh, so, yes, you can, you can be satisfied that, that our intelligence collecting and our ability to figure out what's going on is very good. So uh, that's why we could know what, what this object was and what was underneath it and what the payload was like. Now, the, the intelligence community didn't brief the public on every detail, but we did uh, tell, the intelligence community did tell the public, we see it, we know what's happening there, and, and we're mitigating as much as we can. But, but my concern is that even Joe Biden, when he found out about this, you know, he said, shoot it down on Wednesday. And they didn't shoot it down until Saturday. I'm not sure why. Maybe Barack Obama said Saturday. When Joe said <laughs> it was the toughest decision but, any man has ever had to make. <laughs> but but he, he's now saying, I told them to shoot it down on Wednesday, and now we know it didn't happen until Saturday. So we've we got a big problem here of why are you know, underlings making excuses and and not taking direction. Uh, and look, I know, I know we all think Joe Biden is weak and sometimes, uh, you know, somebody needs to mitigate. But I, I'm for making sure that if the president of the United States makes a directive, that the bureaucracy follow through. Wow. I never even thought of that. Talking to former uh, director of national intelligence, uh, Richard Grinnell, I read a story today in Just the News uh, about the former Drug Enforcement Agency Special Operations Director uh, who outlined on Friday how college students from China entering the U.S. on student visas are now distributing drugs on behalf of various cartels that they are laundering money uh, for China. China is now 
uh, selling or sending all of the ingredients to the cartels. The cartels are making dangerous things like fentanyl. Um, shipping it across the border, giving it to these Chinese students, and the Chinese students are then selling it. Cartel gets its uh, half, and then China launders the money and buys American property and everything else uh, here. He says he's been working on this for about 10 years. They've been tracking this. Did you know anything about this or have heard anything about it? Look, I I haven't seen that specific story, so I don't want to comment on those specifics. But let me just say generally that that we have a crisis when it comes to what the Chinese government and the the strategy of the Communist Party um, has been doing to America. And and specifically American young people, American uh, legislators on the local level. It's not just Congress, but it's city councilmen. It's mayors, it's governors, um, the Confucius Institutes that have been collecting lots of money uh, from from Chinese entities in our universities is a crisis. Um, they, you know, we we've got we've got a huge problem on our universities and and uh, uh, college campuses because they've been desperate for money. You have all of these uh, administrative people making exorbitant mm-hmm. salaries in the United States. The cost of education, we all know, is skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. To feed that beast, they're looking for foreign money. And the foreign money that's happily coming in is from China. We, we know that this is a crisis. You look at the Penn Biden Center, you look oh, at yeah. Penn, um, and, and they were one of the leading mm-hmm. uh, takers of Chinese money. This is why... Uh, education is so expensive is because the foreign money has just been feeding these salaries, easily paying for all of the programs. And they just keep raising the rate on our students. We, we've got to stop this. Um, I think our state department has to do a better job with looking at visas coming from China and, and trying to figure out where and why people are coming. But I, I'll finish with this, Glenn. Um, I have seen firsthand how the Chinese are grabbing our, our engineering and um, digital students. Anyone working on front end or back end from, uh, from the digital space uh, in America and an American university is targeted by the Chinese. First, it's, hey, can you share with me um, you know, some of the knowledge? You seem to be really smart. Can you, can you give me some points from a strategy of the, of the Chinese? And then they hook our young people into going online and giving an online course for a couple mm-hmm. of hours. They pay them. And then it becomes, hey, come to China and share some of your information here. We'll pay you for the weekend. And then and when they get jobs and they're grown up, they ask for the data information from their companies. And they have them in this honeypot because they say, well, you've already been paid by the Chinese. You started off by giving um, us information when you were a student. You did these programs for us for a couple of hours and then a couple of days and then a weekend. And and we don't want to turn you in, so just continue working with us. Wow. And these, these, these students, and I guarantee you, some people listening, have been caught in this, in this uh, problem. We need our students to come clean and tell us, who is doing this? 
who is trying to to uh, really leverage their relationship with you in a way that's taking our data. They should get. Um, we also know that Chinese come over here, the Chinese students that collect all the information. We educate them and then they go back and use it against them. We, we could also it'd be worth giving those people amnesty for something they innocently did back then to tell us what's really going I 100% on. 100 percent support there, that. There is a, a story today that I saw in The Washington Times, the NSA wooing thousands of laid off big tech workers for spy agencies hiring spree. And I looked at this and I thought, oh, this isn't good Um, because of the public private partnership now and the revolving door with our Justice Department and FBI and all of this stuff that is being shared. Big tech and Twitter was just exposed for this. Right, right. And and all of them are involved. And it is becoming really, truly one kind of thing. Big tech and government are really merging together. So one of the things in this story is this is a way to keep these guys from going to China. But how do you feel about the NSA getting all of these? I mean, they're hiring thousands, uh, 30. Is it 30,000? No, no. 3000 more employees to work just in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, how, How do you is this a good thing? Bad thing? How do you feel about security for people? Well, first of all, I've been a big advocate for an idea that has not yet come to fruition, but I feel very passionately about it. If you're an American company and you're working on sensitive programs for the U.S. government, whether it be State Department, DOD or intelligence community, you should be barred from working in China. There is no possible way that if you're collecting sensitive information for us and working on sensitive programs, that you can keep up this wall with China. We should absolutely have that wall.